I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. Snapped their three-game losing streak, winning by a score of 115-102 over the Orlando Magic. And... um, you know, honestly, I, at this point, I kind of compare Raptors Magic games to like um, reruns of shows, like the ones that are on all the time, like Friends or or, or Seinfeld, because um, you know exactly how they're gonna go. Like, it's I wouldn't say it's boring. Um, I would say the Magic are boring. Uh, I, I wouldn't say winning is boring. That's never boring for me. But um, yeah, the Raptors just know how to play the Magic. Obviously, if you just go through the history of it, you know, before even going to this game, which was very similar to the previous games the Raptors have played against the Magic, but um, 2019, the Raptors played the Magic in the first round. And of course, DJ Augustine, game one, you know, Raptors legend DJ Augustine hits them with the three uh, <laughs> over <laughs> after a miscommunication between Kawhi and Marcus Gasol, and the Magic take game one. Kyle Lowry scores zero points. People are freaking out. I'm pretty sure if you scroll deep enough in the podcast feed, you'll find me freaking out in particular. But um, the Raptors then, of course, uh, righted the ship, won four straight to, uh, I mean, I was a gentleman sweep. Um, not to be confused with the Canadian sweep, which is what the Raptors did to the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks um, two series later. But yeah, I mean, the Raptors won four straight against the Magic in the championship year. Last year, the Raptors played the Magic four times, despite the season being short um, due to the, uh, the the pandemic. Raptors, October 28th, they win, 104-95. to November 20th, 113-97. to Then uh, November 29, 90-83. And then inside the bubble, 109-99. to So, I know exactly how Raptor Magic games are going to go. And I think the Raptors kind of know that too. And it's one of those situations where the Raptors just... Um, they have a really good sense of how to guard all their main players, and they do it every single game. The reason why the Raptors are so successful against the Magic is because the Raptors have a really good defensive strategy against Nikola Vucevic, against um, Evan Fournier, against Terrence Ross. And at the moment, you know, especially with Aaron Gordon leaving halfway through this game, and I'll talk about him in a second, uh, you know, Jonathan Isaac being out for the year, and even Markel Fultz being out for the year, like, those are the three guys that you got to really look at. And um, the Raptors just have a great game plan against them every single time. I mean, Nick Vucevic, no Marcus All around. And so instead of scoring like seven points a game, Vucevic is up to 15. But like 15, 15 points on five of 18 shooting for Vucevic, the Raptors have a really good sense of how to guard him, which is, you know, you'll live with the jumper in the sense that you'll soft contest, but you're not going to leave your feet in too much and, and really run him off the line. He's not Dirk. He's a capable three-point shooter, and he's done better this year, but you don't have to sprint out at the guy. If he wants to take mid-range shots, you know, again, get a hand up, but, you know, nothing too crazy. If he gets into the post, double him. You know, Fred, Kyle, those guys are really good pressure defenders, help defenders, swiping at the ball. Vucevic is honestly not going to be able to shoot over a double team and generally speaking is kind of slow at finding the right pass. 
it's not like you're doubling Jokic and he's like slinging some crazy water polo pass to like uh, you know the the GM sitting in the stands who hits a three like it's not like that he's not that level of passer um so you know and of course they still have a big body in, in Baines who can match uh the physicality and, and hold uh, Vucevic a little bit so they have a plan for Vucevic they have a plan for Terrence Ross which is obviously you know you have to really press up on the the jumper He's going to come off a lot of screens. When he comes off from screens, two guys trap him, blitz him, you know, challenge him at the point of the shot. Uh, obviously, he's going to elevate. He's a, he's a big leaper in addition to being a really good shooter. So the Raptors are really, really tight. Deny his looks. And what did Terrence Ross have tonight? This guy's been playing for the Raptors for years, even after getting traded. Oh, uh, Terrence, one for five. Uh, four points in 28 minutes, minus 22. You know, they, they handle that. And even Fournier, similar situation. You know, obviously, he's a good shooter. Don't leave him open. Um, but, you know, you pressure his handle a little bit. He's a decent handler, but, you know, uh, it's still, you know, when, when Fred's digging into you and stuff like that, you know, I think it's going to be hard for almost anybody to, to succeed in a situation. And let Fournier drive into the paint. You know, he'll generally throw up, like, a weird floater or something like that. I mean, he's got some craft. He can score. But 2 of 12 for Fournier. For 11 points, minus 20 tonight. And and that's that's every game against the Orlando Magic where the Raptors play them. I mean, um, everything else you can kind of live with. It was like, all right, cool. Dwayne Baker's going to hit back-to-back threes. All right, you know, mm, a little nervous, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, just whatever. Let him do what he does. Just continue to disappoint as he has done his whole career. You know, um, do that. Cole Anthony had a nice night. I like him. Um, he's been, you know, a really nice uh, rookie this year, and he's... Obviously, been pressed into starting with uh, Fultz being out. And, of course, the Magic didn't have point guards really to begin with. And he's he's nice. He honestly, I, I, I really like his game. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And that's every Raptors Magic game. And that's what this Raptors Magic game was. You know, the Raptors played with a very different roster this time around. No mark to, uh, to, 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 um, to Sun Vucevic, really. Um, but Baines did the job just fine. Um, you know, and no... OG, no Norm for the second straight game. Seems like Norm is going to be back sooner or later. Pretty much kind of a game-to-game basis. I wouldn't be surprised if he played the next game against the Magic and um, on Tuesday, which, again, I, I, you know, maybe I could just do a repeat of this podcast and you can just listen to it twice and you'll be good. Um, and, uh, you know, OG, he's apparently, you know, he, he suffered a calf injury late in that Indiana game where he got elbowed and things like that. So he, he might be out for another week. Um, so we'll see what, what, what what's going to happen there. But, you know, you're missing those two guys. And, of course, you know, no Serge, no Mark. So, some, some pretty big changes. And the lineup is very different. The whole bench looks unrecognizable. But, again, the results are the same against the Magic. This is just what happens, man. And, and, and you know, luckily we had a, we had a beef tonight to, uh, to get us going. It was a little bit more interesting this time around. Uh, because Aaron Gordon is still mad about something that happened in the bubble where... You know, when the Raptors beat the Magic last year inside the bubble, one of the four wins against the Magic. Um, late in that game, Kyle Lowry um, rotated over late. Gordon had an open lane for a dunk, and Kyle Lowry hard fouled him to uh, stop the the play. To be honest, it was I remember that I remember that play. I remember that game. It was late in the game. It wasn't necessarily totally needed, but it was a basketball play. You know. Uh, you stop. You no know, layups, and the Raptors obviously were a really strict defensive club last year. And Kyle grabbed them. Uh, you know and, and Gordon, unfortunately, had already taken off, so he landed on one leg, and, you know, it, it busted his knee up a little bit, and he was kind of out for the next, you know, three or four games inside the bubble and the playoffs. 
So it was unfortunate. I think Kyle honestly called for a flagrant. And yeah, it was a flagrant. But it was a basketball play. Anyway, the point is, months later, Gordon is still mad about this, okay? There's literally a pandemic going on. You had an off-season. You had a new season. Uh, you had a presidency change. All sorts of stuff's happening in the world. The year is different. Uh, you're, you're playing in Tampa Bay. And for some reason, Aaron Gordon's still mad about it and decided to... Uh, basically catch Lowry blind with a body check in transition where, you know, the Magic were on offense. Aaron Gorn sees that Kyle Lowry was trying to run in um, to to pick him up in transition, and Gordon had already had position. Uh, so he just um, basically drives his shoulder into Kyle, knocks him over. The refs obviously see it. It's a very obvious play. And, you know, Kyle's pissed. <laughs> If you go back and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the uh, this, this this screen cap. Let me just put that up again. This is this is Kyle Lowry's face. Okay, Kyle was very very mad at Aaron Gordon and rightfully so, um, but Kyle didn't do anything. You know he was restrained. Yeah, the, the rest reviewed the play. It was an uh, ruled a flagrant one against Aaron Gordon. Uh, definitely unnecessary and definitely an aggressive act. And you know honestly, it was just a, it was a cheap shot. And um, you know the, I think the difference here is that. What, what, yes, Kyle committed a hard foul against Gordon, and it was unfortunate, you know, and, and, you know, that's something you should acknowledge. Kyle does take some hard fouls sometimes, but all within, strictly speaking, basketball plays. Body checking a guy in the middle of the floor is is not a basketball play. It's just, it's, just, it's kind of a punk move. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I understand where, you know, the frustration for Gordon, and of course, you know, your body is everything when you're an athlete, but, you know, I don't know. It was just reckless. Uh, in any case, it stopped a transition opportunity for the Magic, and it gave the Raptors two free throws and possession. Kyle Lowry hit both free throws. The broadcast ca- uh, caught Lowry uh, saying to Terrence Ross, um, I'm going to F him up, which, uh, you know, again, it's not surprising. You know, as you recall from the last time Kyle and Aaron Gordon got into it, Kyle, uh, you know, told Aaron Gordon, you can see him in the broadcast, you can read his lips. I'm in room 836, and those two of them were literally in Disneyland together. I don't know why you would beef when you guys are literally trapped together, but okay. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And it was an unfortunate game for Aaron because, once again, he ends up injured in this game. After he, you know, checked Lowry, apparently he might have gotten the worst end of it because Kyle was fine. You know, Kyle was fine. It was, you know, obviously he was pissed because it was an unnecessary play. Uh, but Aaron Gordon went straight to the locker room. Um... You know, I, I don't know. Maybe he got hurt on something. I'm not sure what happened. But he came back into the game, played the rest of the game, and then he was getting pressed up on by Stanley Johnson. Obviously, we've seen Stanley's uh, on-ball defense. He's very, very tenacious. And he gets into you, and he hounds you. But again, that's a basketball play. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Aaron Gordon stepped on Stanley Johnson's foot, rolled his ankle, and he had, he was out for the game after that. So it's very, very unfortunate. But what was even more unfortunate for Aaron was the fact that after he body checked Larry, um, he got he got posterized. He got body checked by Pascal Siakam. Um, Kyle Larry found Pascal cutting in for a dunk. Uh, Gordon was late to con- to to rotate. It was not his assignment. I, f- I think it was Birch who was guarding Pascal at that point. He got caught in the pick and roll. Siakam, you know, had a step, and Siakam just went up and finished. It was an emphatic dunk, and um, I, I was really enjoyed it because. It feels like this year Pascal's had more like poster dunks and like emphatic um, drives to the basket where he finishes with power um, than previous years. Obviously, Pascal's always been a very athletic guy, always been uh, a guy who uh, obviously can play above the rim. I still remember that alley oop in game two of the NBA finals. 
that he caught from Fred. That thing was crazy. And uh, if you haven't seen it already, I mean, obviously go back and watch it. Any reason to watch the 2019 championship highlight, go ahead and watch it. Um, so Pascal always has always had that athleticism, but it feels like this year he's playing with more power, more force. And today, that dunk on Gordon, I mean, legitimate poster. Like, he caught a body on that. Um, and, you know, I think in general, I, I think Pascal has just really made a concerted effort to sort of go back to the basics of just dominating the paint. And I, I loved his energy tonight. Obviously, I think his um, it was he was much more energized. I think he was uh, he's feeling better. Obviously, he had that little bit of a, a, a leg issue uh, after he landed awkwardly. It was groin and it was called knee or whatever and you know whatever. So he missed some time. He came, he comes back and, and he looks good, man. He he was really really active getting to the basket. This is his first time this season for Pascal where he's had back to back thirty point games. Yeah, 32 against the Kings. Unfortunately, they lost, but Pascal was quite good in that one. And today, 30 points for Pascal. And I, I loved how tenacious he was going to the basket, man. Sometimes he would go to the basket, miss, get his own rebound, go back up, finish, you know, kick it out, you know, make plays. Uh, his energy was great. And, and even late in the game into the fourth quarter, Pascal's defensive energy was good, pressing up on passes. There's one sequence where, you know, forget all the scoring and 30 points. We know Pascal can score, um, especially in the paint. But um, I loved his energy defensively. Sometimes he doesn't necessarily have as much reserved for defense as, you know, because he's such a featured offensive player. But, um, you know, the, so the Raptors were in rotation. The Magic had collapsed the defense, kicked it out, and Pascal was guarding two guys. He had Vucevic at the top and also a shooter on the wing. And he closed out so hard to Vucevic that he deflected that pass where Vucevic tried to swing the ball. And Pascal broke out the pass, uh, it, you know, it forced a, you know, an inbound, knocked it out of bounds. And that just shows you the energy that he had because it was like five minutes left in the game and the Raptors were up like double digits. Clearly, they were going to win the game. Um, but I love Pascal's energy. His hustle tonight was really good. And again, he's just been very tenacious going to the basket. Um, Pascal, the last two games, has attempted three total threes. He had one attempt against the Kings, two tonight, and uh, he had six free throw attempts. He had 14 uh, against the Kings. Um so, yeah, I mean, you know, I think he's really prioritized going back to the basket. And, and you know, I, I think it's probably unsustainable for Pascal to take three threes over two games. I think what happened was that the Kings are a really bad defensive club and the Magic aren't interested in playing defense anymore, which is really a concern because that's really all they did well was play defense. Um, so, you know, I think obviously there was just weaker interior defense. But, you know, seeing Pascal... Tack guys off the dribble with, with you know, intent um, and, and with, with power and, and uh, determination was just great to see. I think it's, you know, the reason why Pascal got a max contract in the first place is because he was such a good player at finishing in the basket, right? And played with such energy and, and force. And, you know, it was nice to see Pascal get back to that. I mean, he had several really, really good moments. And he was awesome tonight. The undeniable number one option for the Raptors. Uh, you know, really ran the show, uh, especially with his scoring. He set the tone for the team. Um, I also thought Kyle Lowry was phenomenal. Um, you know, again, the uh, the Aaron Gordon thing aside, um, Kyle, I mean, 12 points on 4-13 shooting, you know, missed some threes. You might think, ah, you know, whatever. What, what You know, is that that great of a game? Kyle was like, he ran the show perfectly tonight in terms of his playmaking. I mean, plus 30 for Kyle in 37 minutes. 15 assists, he was often out there with the uh, second unit, and I thought Kyle really made the second and fourth quarters uh, a smoother experience than um, you would not, you would probably expect, considering the fact that um, the Raptors are missing two uh, key rotation players, so guys are like, 
you know, are coming off the bench who aren't necessarily used to playing as many minutes as they are. And Kyle really made those, you know, strange groups of work. I mean, that's Kyle Lowry. He, he, that's, that's what he does. He's done that for many, many years. He's carried second units and he, he really keyed those second units there. Uh, but he just ran the show really well. I thought Kyle did a really good job setting up his teammates. I think, honestly, at this point in his career, I know that Kyle, you know, last season was asked to be, an, uh, you know, a featured option, and he, he stepped up to ma- match that challenge. I think he averaged 20 last year. And this year is kind of the same deal, if, if not more so. And we've seen games like in that Milwaukee game, okay, you know, no one else is really going like that. Kyle needs to come up and, 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 and step up into that scoring role. But realistically, Kyle's at his very best when he's setting up other people. You know, I thought that was that was obviously his role in the uh, the Raptors championship team, which was great. The year before that, he did the kind of the same thing, took a step back with the scoring. Um, last year, you know, he was still scoring really well, but he also was a really good playmaker as well. And today, 15 assists was 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 perfect for Kyle. And, and honestly, he, he set up like everybody on the team, which is what you expect him to do, right? Like this guy was running plays and getting Aaron Baines, you know, finding Aaron Baines on Duckins and Aaron Baines scoring layups over Vucevic. It's unbelievable. Vucevic can't score layups over Aaron Baines, but Aaron Baines can score layups over Nick Vucevic. Just kind of incredible. Um, you know, Kyle feeding Pascal repeatedly, Kyle finding DeAndre Bembry for um, lobs for dunks on cuts, stuff like that, finding Utah, finding Chris Boucher, obviously working the pick and roll with him, either getting him to the free throw line or getting him to finish, like, at the rim, like, you know, Kyle was, was masterful tonight, and, you know, it was, it was a big difference, the, the, the Magic didn't really have a point guard, um, with all due respect to Cole Anthony, who, he, he honestly is nice, but he, he's a rookie, right, and, and the Raptors obviously have Kyle, and you know, it was very, very different. Raptors had a very efficient night offensively. Um, and, yeah, Kyle was great. You know, I, I thought, you know, Terrence Davis started. He, um, he he had a really solid start, I would say. You know, he was filling in offensively. You know, had a steal leading to a dunk. And I was, it was like, all right, wow, this is a nice game. And it really was a game with few errors. But then you look at the final stat line. He somehow has five personal fouls again. When he checked back into the game later in the game, he had this unfortunate stretch where um, he fouled Ken Birch in the post. Uh, then he, um, you know, turned down an open three and decided to um, uh, instead drive into the lane, into traffic, uh, and, and, and gets blocked. And then another play where Cole Anthony is, is, you know, he's guarding Cole Anthony and he just, Anthony just completely crosses him up, gets into the paint. Uh, two-on-one situation, dishes it off to Vucevic, who I think was trailing, and Vucevic got the layup. So he's got to cut down the errors, you really do, because, you know, uh, there are productive things that Terrence can bring to this team with his scoring. It's just being weighed down with his, his, his mistakes. But overall, this is, I guess, still marginally a step in the right direction. I thought Baines was much better tonight. Obviously, he had the job against Vucevic and did a decent job of it. Vucevic, I still don't like the fact that he got 18 attempts, but a lot of those were harmless. You know, some you know, he shot six threes, some mid-range shots. You know, didn't really get to the free throw line. Uh, didn't really thrive that much in the post, and I think Baines did a good job of that. I wouldn't say Baines single-handedly shut down Vucevic, but, you know, he did a really good job. Um, and, and Baines was also really active on the glass. 16 rebounds, uh, some hard screens, you know. You know, this is Aaron Baines' game. The only thing I would really say with Baines is just there just has to be some way that he can space the floor a little bit better. He still looks out of sync with the offense. There are situations like, you know, in the second quarter, there was a stretch there, one possession where, you know, Aaron Baines is lingering around the elbow. And uh, I think the Raptors are trying to run pick and roll between Fred and Pascal because Baines was at the elbow. 
his man Vucevic was just sitting deep into the paint, like literally at the basket, just like, all right, I'm just going to be here. It's technically legal for me. And that blew up the initial pick and roll. Raptors got the offensive rebound. And then Kyle tried to uh, drive on the defense. Baines is still at the elbow. And <laughs> so Vucevic is still at the basket. So Kyle is already cut off from there. Luckily, they were able to swing it to Bembry, I believe, who hit a three, which was nice. But, you know, Baines has to figure out just his positioning a little bit. It does seem more clunky offensively. But he's come around. He's been solid. No huge complaints with Baines on the last few games. I don't think he's going to wow you necessarily. But I don't think Baines has been that big of an issue. Um, you know, I think he takes stuff off the table just by virtue of his skill set. But as long as he plays to that skill set, that's fine. I think in previous games he wasn't playing to that skill set. But Baines is quietly turning it around a little bit. Again, the rebounding tonight was quite good. Um and, um, yeah, what else? You know, I think the bench was nice, which was which is kind of rare to say, but the bench was actually pretty productive. Don't look at the plus minus. The Raptors third stringers came in at the end of the game. The Magic hit some threes. They had some players I didn't even know who they were. Like, I really had to look up who um, Jordan Bone was. Um, you know, I just didn't recognize him based on watching the game. But, you know, yeah. Anyway, um yeah, the Raptors bench was nice, and I thought, um, you know, Bembry did a really good job. Bembry has had two straight games now where he's been productive. He was entrusted to play uh, the whole fourth quarter of that Kings game, and he was pretty good in that game, you know, made a, a number of plays, and today he plays 22 minutes, which I believe is a season high for him, and this is pretty, you know, unusual for him, considering the fact that his role this season has largely just been, you know, a third stringer. Um and I think most of that comes down to the fact that the Raptors actually do have two pretty good defenders in Stanley and in Utah who are bigger and better than him defensively. So um, there's not as much use for his specific defense. It's kind of a redundancy a little bit. And then offensively, the Raptors need more scoring from that wing position. So they've gone with, um, well, I mean, they haven't really gone with Matt Thomas, but they have gone with. Uh, Norm and of course TD in that role who are you know objectively better scorers but you know Bembry brings something different his skill set's a little different it's kind of like that Pat McCaw skill set and I know people kind of clench when they hear that because you know Pat was I mean honestly last year the Raptors were so good that all you had to complain about was was, was Pat McCaw who honestly was fine He's, I mean he played a little too many minutes but it, it is what it is the Raptors won games you know like it wasn't that bad but anyway um you know, I, I think that role in and itself is not necessarily redundant or uh, unuseful. I think for Nick, he, I think um, the fact that Bembry can bring a little bit of secondary playmaking is fine. I think he can handle the ball, which has reduced the, the minutes for Malachi Flynn. To be honest, Flynn has just been so up and down that it's hard to play him. So, okay, so Bembry can be the secondary ball handler. And the reason you want a secondary ball handler is because, A, teams are really trapping Fred and Kyle, especially when they run with the second units. Um, but, you know, also, when you have a secondary uh, ball handler, you can let Fred and Kyle play off the ball, which they're still pretty good at spotting up and things like that. So you have that. Another guy to bring the ball up. And then Bembry does a little bit of, you know, um, you know, he can pressure the ball defensively, which is good. Uh, he was guarding Cole Anthony, who, and again, Anthony was like one of the main creators for Orlando. Uh, so that's actually a pretty important defensive position, and Bembry did a pretty good job of that um, against the rookie. Um, Bembry can switch a little bit too, so you're not really worried about him guarding any of their wings. Although, honestly, I'm not worried about any of Orlando's wings. Um, 
And then, you know, offensively, he just he just plays with instinct. He just cuts naturally, finding a gap on an inbound play, off a screen. Someone screws up a rotation, you know, Bembry's filling that gap, getting open, getting to the free throw line. Just making simple plays, man. And he had also had a nice uh, chase down block as well. So, I've really enjoyed Bembry's work. 12 points tonight, uh, including a emphatic lob from Kyle Lowry. Apparently, Bembry said after the game um, that... He told Kyle during the timeout, like, yo, throw me a backdoor lob. And Kyle's like, all right, I got you. And Bembry really, you know, uh, set up the defense well and cut back door. And, you know, defense wasn't alert. And Bembry threw down a, a backdoor lob, which is nice, honestly. The Raptors used to, I feel like the Raptors used to have lots of backdoor lob targets, whether that was DeMar used to always get one. Uh, Terrence Ross used to get some. Um, you know, last season, Norm, OG got some. And I think OG has had one or two lobs, but um, yeah, you know, Bembry sneaking back door for a lob was was quite nice to see. I enjoyed Bembry's performance. Again, there's nothing really to quibble about. I think he's a very solid player. I think when everyone's healthy, he's not going to play, but you know, it's it's a nice insurance option. And I think um, you know he's shown to Nick that even after not playing for long stretches, which he didn't, he can step in and contribute, which is great. And um, you know, I thought Utah was good. And, and you know, every single game I come in here and I talk about Utah. But, you know, listen, he's just good. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, he's just good. Look at his minutes tonight. 11 points in 19 minutes. He hit 3 of 3 from 3. Utah is 12 for 25 from 3 on the season. That's 48% from 3. And we know he's a good shooter. When you watch him shoot, he's a good shooter, right? I don't know if he's going to hit 48% uh, of his threes. I don't know if he's Math Thomas, but... Um, you know, Utah's pretty solid there. Um, and they got to the free throw line, just, you know, making a hustle play, trying to get an offensive rebound, getting fouled in the process, going to the free throw line. Three blocks, including a very, very impressive block on Nick Vucevic. Uh, Vucevic had the defense beat, uh, was there for an open layup. Utah flashed in from the baseline and, and met him at the rim and uh, blocked it and sparked a fast break where I believe Pascal... Got an assist from Bembry. Nice feed by Bembry to Pascal in the trailer, finishing the layup. Um, yeah, Utah's great, man. <laughs> he just continues to do really well. And I'm actually just really happy for the guy personally because, you know, um, eight, well, I mean, first off, he just seems like a nice dude. But, I mean, you know, most of the Raptors seem like nice guys. Uh, but, you know, uh, this is already the most minutes that Utah's played in a season, if you can believe that or not. Um, Utah's on a two-way contract. He's played 14 games this season. His career high in minutes in terms of a season, is 174. He played 15 games for Memphis in 2018-19. He is, he played, uh, he is at 178 minutes on the season already. So he's already played four more minutes than any other previous season. And this is only through a quarter of the year. Um, I'm happy for the guy, man. And I think defensively, he's making an impact. He's playing hard. He's been very solid. And, you know, I think he's honestly quietly becoming a fan favorite. I don't even think it's just me. Um, you know, I think he's uh, he's done quite well in his role, and and I think even when guys come back, I think Utah should still have a chance to get minutes. Um, I know it's gonna be hard to get him minutes, Stanley minutes, to get Norm minutes, to get you know if they want to keep playing TD, they can keep you know one Norm is back. Obviously, they play the same role, but you know all these guys minutes, Chris obviously getting minutes. You know, at that point, you're talking about a ten man rotation. Um, but Utah's been quite good, man. He's been really solid. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's, you know, Nick talks about him after every game. He uh, seems to be a very positive dude. And again, I mean, for a two-way contract to come into the the, the league and, and 
come into a new team and produce like this is very happy for the guy. And he's 26 years old, man. It's sometimes it's also like, you know, you either got to make it or you don't. And 26 is, you know, that age for, for most professions. And, um, yeah, so look, it was a solid win. Um, you know, I think, uh, it was an eventful game, I guess, with, uh, Aaron Gorn, although it's unfortunate that he got the ankle injury. So hopefully he's okay. Very much doubt he's going to play the next game on Tuesday, but if he does, you know, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Probably Kyle and Aaron will go at it again. Um, but, yeah, it's super random beef. I, I really live for random NBA beefs. Um, they're, you know, like Clay Thompson going hard at Rodney Magruder yesterday. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? A guy who doesn't play and a guy who's hurt and doesn't play. Like, going against each other. It's super random. But, you know, that's, that's the NBA. That's part of the joy of the NBA. Especially in, like, January when you really got to, like, sift through and some of these games are a little tough to sit through and all this stuff um yeah sometimes you need these results and 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 kyle and aaron gordon delivered that entertainment tonight so in terms of your three stars pascal gets the first star 30 points 10 rebounds three assists three steals one block 12 of 23 from the field 0 of 2 from three six of six from the free throw line in 34 minutes great energy great hustle great activity happy for the guy um and yeah i obviously this is more of a product of the Magic being ass on defense and the Kings being bad on defense. But uh, I like that Pascal is going to the basket, and I've always enjoyed that. So it was great to see that from Pascal. Second star goes to Kyle, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 15 assists, 2 steals. The shooting percentage, is, it doesn't really matter, plus 30 and 37 minutes. Um, really ran the show, especially today with Fred being really, really off. He got hit hard by Cole Anthony, who tried to uh, sneak up for a charge in the backcourt. Uh, Fred, you know, read that that play, took leaned into the contact, so it was a blocking foul. Um, but it, it was a pretty hard hit, and, and Fred afterwards threw three straight bad passes, which is really odd for him. He had four turnovers today. Fred averages less than two turnovers per game as a point guard, so he's one of the best in the league at taking care of the ball. Um, he was just off, so hopefully he was he's okay after that hit. That, that seemed to throw off his game. But Kyle really stepped up with the playmaking, led both the starters, led the bench, set everyone up. I mean, you know, when you can give Aaron Baines free baskets, that you have some real skill. And Kyle Lowry, obviously, is a really great playmaker. And then third star, man, you can go a lot of places. Um, you know, I want to give this to Bembry. I really do. Uh, I think he had a really nice game. But I, I think I might have to go to Utah once again, man. I, I think he just... I think the three-point shooting is nice. I think, obviously, on the night where the Raptors didn't shoot the three that well, actually. 12 to 37, or 39 from three, only 31%. Uh, Utah having a quarter of their threes is, is nice. Um, you know, the, the block was really good. It's one of the biggest plays of the game. And generally speaking, he played really well defensively. I mean, honestly, it's hard. I want to split it almost. You know, I might, maybe I'll just, maybe just have them share, to be honest. I think they're probably equivalent in, in terms of the impact on the game. But I'm happy for Bembry. I'm happy for Utah. Um, and I'm happy the Raptors snapped a three-game losing streak. So the Raptors play the Magic once again later this week uh, on Tuesday. Um, you know, I think I probably could guess how that game's going to go, but you never know in the NBA, I guess. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, I'm going to get it to, to um, Dwayne Bacon. A, just one of the best names in the NBA. Um, just, you know... It, yeah, Dwayne Bacon. It speaks for itself. Uh, 13 points, two steals, uh, an assist. At one point, he hit back-to-back threes. And the broadcast was like, oh, Dwayne Bacon, not really a threat from three. He shoots 28%. And I'm like, of course, a 28% shooter is going to hit back-to-back threes against the Raptors. I mean, he's solid. I thought I liked him in, in um, Charlotte, too. He's always been an okay scorer. 
you know, he's one of those guys like P.J. Dozier. I was like, you know, honestly, there's something here, even though those guys don't really play much. Um, but, yeah, Bacon was solid tonight, man. Um, Cole Anthony was good, too. I was I was most impressed by him. But, um, yeah, Bacon off the bench, 13 points. He gets the Joe Henderson one word. So, um, thanks, everyone, for listening. The Raptors have the day off on Monday. No practice. Fantastic. <laughs> when you win the game, you don't have to practice, which is good. Uh, the Raptors have been practicing quite a bit. They practice over the weekend on Saturday after their loss. And uh, hopefully the Raptors beat the Magic again because they got a six-game road trip coming up. they got some tough opponents coming up. Um, you got to take the wins where you can. And Orlando is, at the moment, a win that the Raptors should have even this season. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, I'll be back probably tomorrow with a Twitter mailbag podcast. So see you guys then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.